You're listening to the Military Millionaire Podcast, a show about real estate investing for the working class. Stay tuned as we explore ways to help you improve your finances, build wealth through real estate, and become a person that is worth knowing. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Dave here, your host. And today we have an exciting episode with Kyle Broadwater, who's in the Navy, and we're going to talk about getting started in Airbnb, some tips and tricks for making more money and being more successful on Airbnb, and even how to make money by renting your bedrooms out in your house to single college girls. Pretty crazy stuff going on today, so make sure you tune in and listen all the way through. Thank you once again for being a member of this awesome community. If this is your first time for joining us, awesome, thank you, and if not, welcome back. Show notes are found at FromMilitaryToMillionaire.com slash podcast. Now relax and enjoy the show. Hey guys, on this podcast we talk a lot about the roadblock to success for military members in getting started in real estate investing. For many of us, the barriers of time, location, and not having the right knowledge keep us from building wealth while serving our country. Well, let me tell you about Storehouse 310 Ventures. They get it. Storehouse 310 Ventures is owned by two active duty naval officers that love to make investing fun, lucrative, and have a passion for education, theirs and yours alike. They offer full turnkey rental properties in a market where the numbers make sense, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yes, Milwaukee, home to the almost 2018 division titled Milwaukee Brewers, the well-known Miller Brewing Company, and a lot of delicious cheese. Storehouse 310's properties are fully renovated, leased, and have property management in place. Through their rigorous analysis and selection process, they do everything possible to ensure each rental property meets their high standards and offers fantastic returns. Storehouse 310's allows you to invest with confidence while you are living out of state. They have a network of lenders, insurance companies, contractors, a title company, and much more to serve you all along the way. There is absolutely no reason not to get started when you have the right teams and system in place. David and Stu, the owners of Storehouse 310, have been investing themselves for over 15 years. They are on a mission to help as many active duty, reserves, and military veterans create financial freedom through the power of real estate investing. They are honest, transparent, and they prioritize service and giving. They have even committed to give the first 10% of their profits to partner nonprofit organizations that support veteran causes. For more information about their program, send an email to podcast at storehouse310turnkey.com. Again, that is podcast at storehouse310turnkey.com. Tell David and Stu you heard about them through the Military Millionaire Podcast, and they will get you going down the right path. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Dave from Military to Millionaire, and I am here with Kyle Broadwater, who's been in the Navy for eight years. And, uh, well, you know, he does a little bit of Airbnb action, and he's actually doing uh, kind of a summer house hack thing, similar to what I'm planning on doing for the next two years while I live here. And I thought that it'd be fun to have him on the show for two reasons. One, maybe he can help you out, and two, maybe he can help me out. So, uh, Kyle, welcome aboard. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, so, I... I first found out about real estate investing in 2016. I was on deployment. Um, I was actually getting my hair cut in the head on the submarine. I'm in the submarine service. And uh, while I was getting my hair cut, these guys behind me were talking about real estate investing in bigger pockets. So I was naturally, I'm very entrepreneurial mindset going and uh, I heard them talking so I immediately got interested. So they're going on and on and on. And I'm like, well, I really need to get these podcasts, but we don't have internet on the submarine, so I can't download anything or listen to anything. So our first, uh, our first chance to do that was in France. I was pulling into France. So I spent, let's see, 
I spent five days in France and I spent three days with shitty hotel internet downloading every single podcast I could possibly get my hands on. And, uh, and once I started listening while I was downloading, I, I heard them recommending books in the, in the BP podcast. So I was downloading all those books too. So I uh, spent all of France basically downloading podcasts and books. And then we went back underway and I started listening to every single one of them from the very beginning and, and reading all the books at the same time. So I, uh, I spent the entire seven month deployment listening to podcasts, different podcasts, books. Um, and that's, that's how I got my, I'll call it my real estate education was on a submarine with no internet service. So it turned a shitty situation into uh, an education, I guess, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and um, that was 2016, 2017, I, I got back. I bought this house that I'm currently in right now as my, with a VA loan. And um, my wife, uh, so I, I spent the entire uh, tail end of the deployment when I was in ports looking at properties to buy when I got home. It was kind of hard to do with no internet, but when I was in ports, I would, I would look at uh, different properties, Zillow and whatever. My wife was looking at home. We get back, or I get back, and uh, my wife and I are driving around the area that we want to buy a house in. I guess you could say driving for dollars, and she sees a lady walking a for sale sign out on this front of the house in the exact area we wanted to buy. So she she gets out of the car and she politely asks her, to, you know, can you? We're gonna look at this. Just put the for sale sign away for now. So she listened to her, and uh, we uh, made an offer on the house. We got it for a lot cheaper than it, the market value was. So we bought it right. I think the market value was 300 and we bought it for 240. Nice. Yeah, so it was a good, it was a good deal. And in, in a great location in Rhode Island, Westerly, Rhode Island. It's a big uh, beach vacation town in the summertime. And uh, we're about I don't know, five minute bike ride to the beach. It's a good spot. So now we get in the house, I meet my neighbors right across the street from me is a bed and breakfast and they do a like hospitality internship with a bunch of girls every summer and they uh, are always looking for places to rent for these girls whose rent is paid for by their company or whoever pays for it. It's $450 a girl uh, for, for a month. Jeez. They, do, they do two girls per bedroom. So I, I was listening to him and I was like, oh my God, where's my wife right now? I need to ask her this because I you know, in my head, I'm like, we need to have him in the house. Let's get him in here. So uh, my wife comes home, I talk to her about it and she's like, sure, let's do it. And I'm like, seriously, <laughs> all right, let's have him in. So I go next door to the bed and breakfast. And I was like, Michael, you know, I was thinking about it. You, you should have him stay at our house. And he's like, really, you guys would house him? I'm like, sure, why not? Let's, let's do it. I can get, I have two extra bedrooms. That's four girls total. Yeah, I can bring them all in here. So that's what we did from May. So we, we rented them out from May, June, July, August, and all of September. So that was an extra 1800 bucks a month coming in. I was like, all right, I'm addicted. <laughs> I got to find a rental property. I mean, that's like nine grand. Nine grand. Five, for five months in the house that you're already living in. 
that's huge. Right, exactly. So I was so pumped. I need to find a and, company that does that for me. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, Katie, if we ever need to get rid of this house, we should just rent this. We'll finish the basement and get two more bedrooms down there and <laughs> get another, you know, $9,000. You bring in 18000 for half the year, right. cover your all, all your expenses, and then the other half of the year you can just, you know, rent it out for six-month period or Airbnb or whatever. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so we did that. And then the same year we bought this house, I saw a condo for sale, uh, half a block off the beach. And it was 96 or no, it was eight or no, it was 116. And I bought it for 96. And uh, that's the one I currently Airbnb right now. And uh, let's see here. That was February 2017. So the first summer I rented that out was 2017. And that is my first rental, my only rental that I have right now. But it, uh, it does really well. Um, my entire mortgage payment is $580 with the HOAP included. And I used a, I used all the money I saved on deployment to buy that for the down payment, which they required 25% on a portfolio loan. So I put down 24 grand on that. Nice. And yeah, uh, there's probably other ways I should have financed that. I was in the you know very beginning learning all about this, but you know, I had to make a move, so I did. Yeah, there's some creative ways to mess with it, but I mean, at the end of the day, if you're cash flowing, so what? Can you run us through some numbers for what your Airbnb does, like, like monthly? I, I would, I would, I, what I'd like to hear, and I never asked this the last time I had someone who knew a little bit about Airbnb on the show, is like, you know, you bring in. I know you're bringing in a lot more income because it's Airbnb, but what kind of expenditures do you have? Do you outsource stuff? Are you doing everything yourself? Like, kind of run us through, because I know Airbnb is another job, but yeah, um, so I do manage everything myself. I do, if I do outsource, it's to friends, and I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, expenditures, the only thing in there really is the air conditioner that would be paid for by myself. So if that, that's the only thing I budget for if, it, if anything fails. Everything else is covered by the HOA. Nice. Which is awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Including internet, which is even, even cooler. Yeah. So um, I rent that out to um, a different lady every year in the winter. So she pays 700 every month in the winter time. So I make 120 bucks. Um, and then once May comes, May, June, July, August, September, I rent it out strictly on Airbnb. And it's averaging about 4,500 a month. Jeez. On, uh, yeah. And that, so the guy I bought it from was only making $10,000 a year on it. And I was like, two months, two and a half months. Yeah, right. So Airbnb really, uh, really can pump up the numbers on a, on a small rental like mine, which is a studio. Good. Let's see here. I actually have the... Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, net, I'm, net, I'm netting 16290 off of that. Not bad for only putting 24 down. You make your money uh, back in a month and a half or a year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half, really. It's, 
I wish I could buy every one of them in there, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, takes a little work. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now, and it is a full-time job. So I could I could outsource it, and I have in the in uh, last year. I tried in the beginning of the summer, and uh, it's just it's never as clean as as you're going to clean it yourself. And that's where you're gonna you're gonna see it in the reviews. Once I saw the two, two cleanliness reviews go bad, that's when I realized that I was like, okay, I can I'm on shore duty right now. I can do this myself. Yeah, it's gonna suck, but I'd rather have more money now so I can continue to invest with something else, buy something else. It's yeah. just I'm not doing anything else anyway, so made the most sense. Now my friends. So if I, my job does require me to travel. And, uh, if I'm, I, I usually have these bookings set, set in May, these bookings are booked well in advance. So if I have to go away, if my wife can't get there, I'll hire my friends and I'll, I'll give them like double the rate just because I know that they're reliable, uh, uh, my reliable friends. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Not your alcoholic friend who no, yeah. beer money. Exactly. But I'll have my reliable friends go over there and clean it, and I'll give them like a hundred bucks. It takes like thirty minutes, but it, it helps them out. They don't mind it, and it really helps me out. But there's a lot of audibles, I guess you could say, in it. Yes, yeah, so I'm looking at. I think my biggest issue going forward will be, as we were talking before we recorded, my new unit, uh, my new job. I don't get to have my. It's, it's almost like being on a submarine for eight hours a day, right? Like I'm not allowed to have my phone in the building. Um, yeah. And I mean, granted, I can go out during lunch for 30, 40 minutes, an hour, whatever. Uh, I can periodically, you know, I'll go to the bathroom and go to the bathroom and then disappear to the phone, check email and then go back into the work, whatever. Like it's not the end of the world if I go look at my phone, but you know, I look at it maybe three times a day. So for Airbnb, not being able to communicate with incoming or people who will want to look, you know, trying to figure out how to get in the house, whatever is a risk for reviews. So one of my things that I'm trying to figure out right now is do I want to, like, I'm trying to find a, a super host in the area where I can say, Hey, you know, you cool with me giving you 50 bucks per booking or 25 bucks per booking. And all you do is talk to people for me, um, you know, answer questions, whatever. And maybe they'll be down or maybe I can find someone to manage the thing entirely. Really what I got to do is just figure out the, how busy it's going to be before I justify forking out money. So I'll probably try to run it myself for the first few weeks and see how it goes. If I can still, if I can outsource it and make some money off it, great. Uh, you know, obviously it's not going to be as lucrative because I'm renting a room and I'll be upstairs rather than renting the whole house, but it's a nice right. place. So I think there's still some potential there. Yeah, uh, definitely. I, and I, I think they used to, um, Airbnb used to have co-hosts. I don't know if they still do. But it's basically what you're talking about. Basically, somebody that has great reviews himself can post another person's property. I have to look at that myself as well. Yeah, I know. I know people who do it as like unofficially, right? Like they list it for the person somebody who owns else. the place, and they take a split, which is fine. I, I really, it's just going to boil down to what's the least headache for me and the most money. So if that ends up being that I just rent it long term to someone for six months to a year. You know, and they crash with me for that period of time, whatever. But yeah, right. Figure it out. But I definitely the last in the last three years, I've definitely learned a lot of uh, tips and tricks for Airbnb for sure. Okay, do you want to share? 
Absolutely. So the first one, I will say this, this is going to credit to bigger pockets. I can't remember the lady that was on it. I think her name was Ziona or something like that. She, yeah, she recommended putting the, um, your Airbnb credit code. You get a code that you can give to friends and family when you're a host or whoever, and it gets them $40 off the first listing. But if they use your code, you get 20. So I put that code on the very beginning of my listing. So even if they don't book my listing and they still see that code and use it, that money goes to me. And I didn't even check this credit thing until the other day. And I'm like 1200 bucks. Nice. I'm like, Oh my God, this is a, this is a vacation right here. Yeah. That's just people just clicking it and just using my code just right that's there cool. on, the, on the listing when I thought that was awesome. Yeah. That's very um, smart. I like that. And uh, let's see here. I always, um, I always try to over deliver as far as like, if I can afford, if, if I don't have somebody checking in entirely that day, I'll shoot the person a message and say, Hey, you know, you guys are welcome to stay the rest of the day or welcome to park your car in the parking lot, which parking here costs 40 bucks a day sometimes at the beach. So if I can afford to give them something that doesn't cost me anything, then I will. And then that right there will, will be great for your reviews. Yeah, that's cool. I heard someone talk about like if they have, and they, I think they do it for everyone, but I've thought about it for like, if someone's staying longer than a couple of days, you know, if they're staying for a week or two, uh, just buying like a bottle of wine and leaving it on the bed or whatever, like little things like that. You can buy a cheap bottle of wine and yeah, but maybe they'll overlook the, the crappy cleaning job that is really not crappy, but someone's a perfectionist if they're drinking wine. Right. That's a, yeah. Little details like that would definitely go a long way. Yeah. And it'll cost you what, like five bucks, you know? Yeah. yeah maybe a little bit better bottle. Than that, <laughs> but, you know, leave my box of Franzia. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then I've got like a, I've got like a Keurig and I, you know, I, I've bought whatever Dunkin' Donuts crap that I don't really drink anymore, but they will. Right. You know, so, and then I need to set up, you know, like the list of, what I want to do is, you know, here's the Wi-Fi code, here's the best burger joint around, best ice cream place around, whatever, da, 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 check these places out. But have you found, I don't know if you've played with this at all, because it sounds like you've got it already. Do you think, so for me, right, like I paid a little bit more than I would have, because I don't care about cable, but I got cable that's really, I mean, it's got like anything you could ever want. Um, and then like super high, now the high speed internet's partially for this, right, the whole office right. but i i felt like maybe if there's not a whole lot of single rooms for rent or you know not the whole house around here there's really not a whole lot of airbnb around here which is really weird because it's a very heavily trafficked area i think there's just a lot of hoas that don't allow it um yeah, that's, that's big. luckily my lease i was they were kind enough to let me talk them into checking the box that i could airbnb and the hoa Although I'm sure the HOA would say no if I asked them, their rules and guidelines and bylaws don't say anything about it. So I don't care. I'm just not going to ask. And I'll just tell the people to park in my garage. And then I will park out with my little parking pass. And no one will ever know. Maybe my neighbors, but they won't care as long as I'm nice. But do you think there's any value for 
like, is it worth, is it justifiable to market like, you know, Hey, high speed internet cable, whatever. Like you think that helps at all? Or is that just me trying to justify spending too much money on cable? No, it definitely helps. Uh, especially uh, I'm not sure the kind of area you're in, but nice. a lot of, a lot of travelers, I mean, a lot of people work from home now True. and they need, and they need that high speed internet. And, um, there's also a whole nother setting on Airbnb and it deems your property uh, good enough for business. So that high speed internet is one of the wickets that's required for that listing. And then you're going to get a whole nother crop of people that can rent your place now. I like it. That's good to know. That might've been worth all the money I paid to have you on the podcast right there. <laughs> for those listening, I didn't pay him. That was a joke. I'm just not funny. All right. Anyway. Uh, okay. Any other cool tips, tricks? I'm super yeah. excited. I'm going to eat all these up and I'm going to like, yeah. um, this is, I'm going to tell people they're my chips. No, I'm just kidding. This is my, this is my favorite one. And, uh, it's not even, it's, it's really simple. Um, so if somebody is kind of messy in your house, but not overly messy, but kind of messy, they're going to be kind of on the fringe of like, okay, is he going to give me bad stars? Is he going to give me like two stars or whatever? And then in them thinking that, I've, I've talked to a bunch of people, they're more inclined to give you three or four stars because they're like, well, if he's gonna give me bad stars, I'm gonna give him bad stars, that kind of thing. So what I do to limit that and to mitigate all of that is right before they check out, I communicate with them in the, in the uh, messenger. And I say, this is, this is where I do the parking thing. Uh, I'll go something like, you know, hey, thank you so much for staying. Uh, please feel free to keep your car parked in the parking lot and enjoy the beach all day and continue to use the outdoor showers. I hope you have a great rest of the summer. When they see that, they're like, okay, he's happy. Great. This is good. They're more inclined now. Our last form of communication was on a good, a good you know, level, and they're more inclined to leave a better review. So I've tried that the first year this, this summer, and I've only gotten five stars this summer, which is nice. Try to that's my that's my favorite one to do yeah because it doesn't cost you a penny and it clearly helps because the reviews are where it's all at right i even let some dude borrow my two bikes one day <laughs> he was a host out in utah as well and i was like oh well, whatever i'll just go and borrow my bikes that's cool stay late cool all right i think i got all that down yeah i know i've been like messing around with the idea of like okay how do i how do i add value to this i'm like all right i got internet i got uh cable i've got uh, i mean it's a nice place you know and then i can i got coffee maybe wine and then there's a pool and hot tub in the community that's super nice i figured if i leave the pool and hot tub key out and just tell them like hey if anyone asks your name is david Bray and you live in this address um, cause nobody knows who anybody is. It's a new neighborhood. Nobody, nobody knows anybody. It's a huge place, but you know, as long as they say the right thing, great. Yeah, yeah, the same, the same, I have the same thing with a fire pit. Like the owners are the only ones allowed to use the fire pit owners and family. So if I get a message from one of the people saying, Hey, you know, uh, are we allowed to use the fire pit? I'll be like, yeah, just tell me you're my, my brother, <laughs> whatever. Then you're fine. Who cares? So yeah. stupid. Yeah. That's really cool. I, it works, right? Like whatever, as long as it helps them out. And then I've been trying to figure out, okay, well, what else? And I'm like, man, I need to figure out if there's a way to like 
Turo my car as part of the, you know, like, hey, I see you're renting my place. Oh, oh, yeah. there we go. I, I, I got a smile. Let's, let's hear it. Tell me, tell me All your right. answer. So, so uh, yes, you can. My wife, my wife drives Uber. And uh, so we, we include the, their code in that too, because it's everyone wants to go out and drink. So we'll give Katie's code to the, uh, the people that are renting the place. Way to prompt me on that one. I forgot about that. Which is also good for any other businesses. I, I used to give a, I used to own a surf lesson company, and uh, now I now I help a friend out who who gives surf lessons here. But I I give his business cards and put them all in there. Everyone wants to surf. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I need to add that. I know you like find some affiliates for random things around town and be like hey. yeah. Um, you could you could probably even work in your advantage for free beer somewhere saying hey i got these people staying here they're gonna come here can you give them a better rate or or what or give me a beer or two <laughs> that's funny yeah that's not a bad idea I, I hadn't even thought about leveraging it that way that's smart yeah and then i just i can even you know if i so i've debated the turo thing where like okay someone reaches out says they want to rent my place schedules a time and then i can say awesome hey if you're going to be out here I have this vehicle that I'll rent you for $30 a day too, if you want, instead of renting a car somewhere else. And then really that would probably force me to ride my bike to work, but I could buy a junker and drive the junker to work and, you know, or ride my bike and stay skinny. But I don't know. There's gotta be, there's some, there's probably some really unique ways to like set that up to where it's an automatic, like sweet listing. Here's an email. Do you want to rent my car? Great. Awesome. Now I'm making more money off you. Otherwise, no, uh, that would also be a value add, but I like the Uber thing. That's really cool. Cause I have a code for that too. And there's a, uh, a new thing that Airbnb just came out with, I think in the past year, it's called Airbnb experiences. So mm -hmm. it's another form of making it's basically if you haven't gotten it, I'm trying to milk as much as I can out of this small That's the way to do it. That's why I like talking to people like you. And uh, so they offer experiences. So my wife, she loves to go clam digging in the, in the salt ponds by the beach. And she was thinking about starting a, you know, dig your own clams. People, I mean, people pay for any, all those things around here. But now you offer it as an Airbnb experience. Now you're making more money on that. Hmm. So many, there's so many things on there. It's got to be deemed. There's a couple guidelines that they offer that they tell you that it has to be like, you can check it out on the website, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's actually really cool. I like that. There's like bar crawls. <laughs> you can you can be a, in charge of a bar crawl sightseeing tour. Like nice. Yeah, anything. That's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. I, I like it, and I like. So what what's the plan for you going forward? Well, I guess I could ask if there's any more tips or tricks, so I can milk this some more. But no. Um, I mean, if you got like a list laying around, you know, feel free to just hit hit us with it. <laughs> Uh, just another tip. I mean, friendly communication. It doesn't. It doesn't cost anything to be nice to people, yeah. especially when they're going to review you. Review you at the end. So just being friendly with people is big. Yeah, and you're going to have. And this is just something I've noticed from talking to Airbnb people and seeing how Airbnb people act. You're going to have issues with tenants or or renters that do not get along with you and that frustrate you. And if you let that show now your star goes down. But if you can handle it in such a way that you can leave the emotion out and just vent about it when they're not around, may not lose your ratings, so. Right, and uh, to piggyback off of that, if anything does happen in your rental, 
um, damage or anything like that, make sure you call them right away. They're pretty quick and good about it if you get in touch with them the same day it happens. They're more inclined to, to work with you more and give you security deposits and everything else back. Nice. Yeah, that's good. I had to get rid of a renter this summer on a Saturday night, which was my, it's the best night to make money. And I, my, the, my neighbors were complaining. So I tried to keep everyone happy. So I went over there and I was like, okay, you guys, you guys can't be here anymore. This is going to be done. So I called Airbnb and they canceled them and they gave me my money back for the night. Nice. Like, oh yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, but I guess it, it's a case by case basis. I think. So. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's that's smart. I've seen people talk about you know like stuff where if they do X Y Z worth of laundry or whatever, you waive the cleaning fee and things like that. So there's some cool. That is cool. Yeah. Concepts out there. Um, just looking forward to implementing them all. Uh, I don't think I mentioned this on the recording. So the reason I haven't started this yet, just so you know, is not because I'm some slacker bum who talks about things that doesn't take action. It's because Google has not figured out that my house exists yet. If you pull it up on Google Maps, it's still a dirt plot. And the only way for GPS to register that I exist is through longitude and latitude. And because of that, Airbnb won't let me put the address up and neither will VRBO or any of those others because they all require the Google address. And I can't just drop a pin in what appears to be the middle of a construction zone. Um, just super annoying. Like Amazon drivers can't find me. So like I'll get a phone call and I have to like, okay, are you near the pool? Yes. All right. You're going to turn this way on the street that's named my street. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I know it doesn't exist. It doesn't show up on your maps, but that's my house. And uh, it's such a pain. And then there's a house, you know, there's like, there's two streets like this and this house, this street, for those of you watching, there's two streets in a V or if you're not watching the video and the street, one of the streets has a street name and registers on Google and my street does not, but they both have a 4118. And so half the time when I'm walking people in, they're like, I'm banging on 4118. And I'm like, oh, look out the window. Yep. Yep. You're across the street. My poor neighbor probably hates me. Um, anyway, so all that, that's, that's why I'm not currently Airbnb yet. It's not because I'm just some bum who talks about things. <laughs> I want to. In fact, I just had a house guest leave, but they just weren't official. So I charged them like nothing. It was like 40 bucks a night and I should be charging like 80, but they were good people and they brought beer and they made me dinner. So totally worth it. That's definitely worth it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. So that's all awesome. So what's the plan going forward? Are you trying to, you know, buy some places around this, Airbnb, this bed and breakfast and rent out to a whole bunch of college students some more, or is it more Airbnbs or what do you think in future wise? If any, if anything else pops up as far as uh, condo Airbnbs by the beach, I'm going to jump on it. Um, right now I'm looking at my first bird deal. Nice. So I'm going to, right. My mom just moved to Florida. So I just, that's where I was this past week. I just drove her in the U-Haul all the way down to Fort Myers from New Jersey. That was fun. But uh, right, I'm, gonna, I'm looking at a few deals right now to do the first bird. Pretty so what, happy about that. You're saying Airbnb is so awesome that it beats having four single college girls living in your house? <laughs> I just want to confirm how awesome Airbnb is for all of you single guys out there. It is awesome. I would have thought. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you're listening, babe. Uh, <laughs> get myself in trouble here. Um, I mean, if, if some bed and breakfast wants to pay me 450 per or 900 per room, whether it's male, female, 
English speaking, non-English speaking, like bring it. Come on down. I got two bedrooms ready to roll. You can stay all year. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was, when I first got here, I was like super bored and I was looking into random ways to make money on uh, like housing. And, and I came across it, not that I would do it just for the money, but they're like, oh, Ford, Ford exchange, like students, you know, Ford exchange students. And I'm like, oh yeah, they'd pay me. It's like 900 bucks a, a month for like the nine months they're in school to live in my kid's room. And I'm like, hmm, put my kid on a couch. No, not really. But like, it's, I mean, there's some really interesting ways out there, but I, I hope people don't do foreign exchange students just to make a little money, but I'm sure they're out there. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of things to make some side catch. I, I do drone photography. I'm a, you know, I love that. That's cool. Yeah, but that's not house hacking. No, it's not. Foreign exchange students. <laughs> no, it's not that cool. No, but photography is awesome if you get good at it. There's so many things out there. So yeah, I, I rant about or ramble about all this, not because it has anything to do with what we're talking about, but it's just the creative aspect. Like people get so wrapped up in what they can and can't do. It's like, you can do anything. There's, there's a way in basic right. niche to make some money. Absolutely. Cool. Well, hey, uh, let's ask some of these questions that I like to ask people and then uh, we can finish it up. So the first question I like to ask is uh, if an E1, E2, or for those of you non-military types, get off my show. No, uh, 18 to 20 year old was, walked up to you asking for advice. And you only had a few minutes to give it to them. What would you tell them? I would definitely tell them to not waste their deployment watching movies and listening to crap music and just listen to podcasts the entire time. That's, that's what I would do. I wasted my deployment watching movies. And See, I did that my, my first deployment. That's all I did was watch movies. And now I, like, I wish I was two years earlier. <laughs> to be fair, when my last deployment was to Afghaniland, I don't actually know if podcasts existed yet. I don't remember <laughs> when that became a thing, but I mean, it's been almost a decade. So I don't know if that was an option. I mean, people were still, you know, lugging CDs around and stuff. Externals were still like, you'd pay like a hundred bucks and it would be like 500 megabytes for an external or maybe, maybe a terabyte for a hundred bucks. And I was like three or four terabytes for a hundred bucks. So yeah, yeah, whatever. Anyway, I'm dating myself. Uh, <laughs> no, I agree. I think that's really cool. I mean, you were able to just like, you pulled into port and you were like, I'm gonna make this happen. And then you were able to get enough stuff downloaded to keep yourself occupied for the rest of the trip. And now I'm sure, you know, if you go back on, uh, sea duty, you probably take some hard copy books with you and some other stuff. I don't know. I mean, you guys don't have a ton of space on ship, but you'll have a way to make it work. Yeah, definitely bring books. Buy all those, all those books. Read. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. So, uh, I was going to ask what makes your method of investing unique, but I think we kind of covered that already. You've got some, but I'll, I'll, you know, we'll ask anyway, is there anything else that you think makes your method of investing unique besides college girls? And um, Definitely have it. So if you, especially if you're in the military, I think having a team to go to when you have to call an audible. So if you have to go on travel or you, you're going underway, just make sure you have your team in place that can take care of the Airbnb and make sure it doesn't fail. Because if you miss one, if you cancel one time, you can't be a super host. Mm. So that's, that's big. I mean, so you want to be able to keep that going. When you become a super host, you're at the top of the listing. Everyone sees your, your property and you're more inclined to get more bookings. How long does it take to gain super host status? And what else do you need to do? It, it takes 
So it, they do it every three months, I believe. It could be four. I think it's three. Every three months, they do a review of your uh, credentials as a host. So you need to have over a 4.6 rating. You need to have over 20 stays, I believe. A certain amount of stays, a certain star rating, um, and no canceled bookings. There might be another wicket on there. I can't remember. But you just have to fulfill their requirements. And uh, if you get it, you get it for the whole rest of that, the whole next quarter, I guess you could say. And then uh, you have to maintain it. So you have to keep it up. It's not, yeah. Not too bad. All right. What is, so now that you've listened to a whole bunch of podcasts and books, uh, what is one resource, book, website, course, whatever, that you would recommend to anybody looking to get started in real estate? And don't say Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because everyone else does. I would say, um, <laughs> uh, I would say, say that one. I've just started I, I, making it. Can I, can I even, I haven't done a burn deal. I haven't done one yet, but I, David Green's uh, burn, I, I have the book right over there, I think. I was going to say, I have his other one behind me on the wall, but that's a really good one. Yeah, I really like that. I can't wait to put that to get to you. So that's, yeah, that's super. Right now. Yeah, that one's awesome. And it'll definitely help bring you some, I mean, it, it's going to work out, right? Like that's a really cool strategy. So yeah. I've been looking for my first official burr. Unfortunately, the one I'm in right now ended up being a flip, but not not a terrible thing. It's just the way the financing worked out. It just makes sure. more sense. All right, before we wrap this up, any uh, anything you'd like to add? Any parting advice or big ideas? Nothing, no. Just uh, if you, that's that's it. Yeah, if you have any questions about anything on Airbnb or or any, any want more tips, if I forgot anything, you can reach me at kylebroadwater at gmail.com. All right, well, I was about to ask where people could get a hold of you, but that works. I look forward to seeing what, what happens in the future with some more of these Airbnbs. You'll have to hit me up and tell me what happens with the burr. Uh, I'd love to hear how that turns out in the long run and some of these other condos. But Kyle, thank you very, very much for joining us this evening. This has been a lot of fun. And I, I mean, I'm sure everyone else got some value out of this, but I definitely gained some tricks that I'm super excited to use. Hey, I appreciate you having me. Thanks so much. Anytime, brother. Have a great evening. You too. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode about my journey from military to millionaire. If you liked it, be sure to visit from militarymillionaire.com slash podcast to subscribe to future podcasts. While you're there, we'd love for you to rate the show, give us a review on iTunes. Now get out there and take action.